Hi friends, I'm Katie Brinkley and you're listening to Rocky Mountain Marketing. With nearly two decades helping business owners, consultants, and coaches with their digital marketing, I know that social media can be an incredible tool to grow your business when you know how to do it the right way. And that's what we're going to do today. I teach you how to navigate the world of entrepreneurship and digital marketing, and hopefully you'll grow your business with a few great tips you wouldn't have known otherwise, and maybe even discover a great local business you love. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. Today, my guest is David Crocker. Now, David was a pastor for over 30 years, and 15 years ago, he founded the nonprofit operation Insomuch to equip and motivate groups, mainly church groups, to mobilize volunteers to care for people in need of their community. And he's worked with over 2,300 such groups in over 25 states, four countries, hundreds of thousands of volunteers serving people in need. And he actually just published a book, Compassionaries Unleash the Power of Serving. And this book explores all aspects of serving others. His, his dream is seeing a movement in which serving is valued and practiced daily by American culture. David, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for the opportunity to be with you. Well, and you know, over 30 years in ministry, and we're going to be talking a lot today about mindset, relationships, and how serving as an entrepreneur can help you grow your business. Uh, because I think that that is one of the hardest things as an entrepreneur is, is rem- one, remembering to take care of ourselves, um, but two, remembering to take care of those around us. I mean, I know when I first started my business, I thought I could do it all. I thought that I, you know, I don't need to, you know, I can build websites. I can do this. I can, you know, upload the podcast to, you know, the, the, (laughs) to the server. Yeah, I can do all that, but was it the best use of my time? No. And as I started growing my team, it really made me be very mindful about how I was treating some of my employees and how I wanted to make sure that they felt welcome, they felt supported, and they felt valued. So before we dive into you know, having that, that serving mindset and, and how to be authentic as an entrepreneur, you know, just tell us a little bit you know, more about you know, where you're from and what made you decide to, to start this project. Well, it's a long story, and I'll try to keep it as short as I can, hit the high <laughs> points. Um, so as you said, I was in ministry. I was a senior pastor of churches for uh, almost 30 years, and then 15 years ago, left that role to uh, launch a nonprofit operation in as much. A number of years prior to uh, the launching of the nonprofit, I had developed a model of what I call com- community ministry or compassion ministry, uh, the purpose of which is to mobilize people out into their own community to serve people in need. Uh, Serving people in need means any need they have. It can be children, disadvantaged children. It can be elderly folk. It can be people with uh, needs in their home, just anything you can think of. Finding ways to help meet their needs because we all know there are plenty of people in those circumstances. And I find there are a lot of people who want to do something to help. They're just not quite sure how to go about it. So 
Uh, this is a way to facilitate that. So uh, when I left the, the ministry, the, that is the, the pastoral ministry, and started the uh, nonprofit, um, we quickly, since I was able to develop my full time to it, uh, found that there were a lot of churches in particular, but other groups, college groups and so forth, uh, who wanted to utilize this model. So I went around wherever I had the opportunity to train churches how to use it effectively. And in the process of doing so, honed it to such an extent that we can say that any uh, group of people who are serious about serving people in need in their own community can use this model and it will help them well. Well, as a result of doing all of that, my own personal passion for serving people in need grew, uh, as one would expect. And last year, that grew to the point where uh, sort of out of the overflow of all of that experience, I felt uh, the need and the opportunity, maybe the calling, to write this book, Compassionaries, and um, completed that just within two months. And it's now published and on the market and so forth. And I'm I'm using um, the book and opportunities like this to try to help people understand more deeply the value of serving others. It, it does have several um, value points, if you will, that most people have not realized. They may think that serving others is a good thing to do, but may, may question, does it really make a difference? Well, I found that it does. And I'm well, I'm glad to have opportunities to talk about it. Well, and I think that too, David, I, with a lot, especially in what I do and, and a lot of the listeners, coaches, consultants, realtors, they are serving other people. They are helping them better themselves. Um, it, you know, especially whether it's relieving the overwhelm of social media, helping them grow as a business leader, you know, helping them find their, their next house. So all of this makes a huge difference for, for a lot of the listeners. So I'm really excited for this conversation. Now, let's dive right in. Talk to us a little bit about how our listeners, how these entrepreneurs that are out there that have left the corporate world to you know fulfill their passions, to go after you know what they are most passionate about and be their own boss. Talk to us a little bit about how serving will help them with in this business culture. Well, Katie, I think uh, there are a lot of people who assume that any and every business person is out to make a buck. And there's some truth to that. I mean, we do want to make a living by by what we do. But I find that more and more business people are embracing the concept of serving others as a better way to go, making that, if you will, a higher priority. And if they can make a few dollars along the way, all the better. But honestly, uh, genuinely looking for ways to help other people. Um, let's say that um, uh, there's a, a, a person who wants to start um, uh, business in uh, developing a certain product and meeting a need with that product. One of my favorite shows is Shark Tank. I love to hear the ideas that those people have. Me too. I love that show. Uh, and uh, I'm fascinated with some of the things they come up with, but the, the common thread through all of it is there's a need out there that nobody is meeting. And so I want to try to meet that need. If they can continue to cultivate that meeting the need kind of way of thinking, 
then they are well into a serving mindset. And if they can continue to make that their focal point, uh, discovering what the person across the table, if you will, uh, has as a way of a need uh, that they can meet, then they are in fact serving them. Um, it, it's more of an authentic approach. One of the things, one of the chapters of the book, for example, I talk about traits of a compassionary, uh, a person who has a serving mindset. The first of those is humility. If we can exercise some genuine humility, which really is the basis of which is really just putting the needs of the other person or the other group, whatever, ahead of our own, then we are well on our way. Um, not everybody has that. Some of us have to work at it a little bit harder than others, perhaps. But uh, uh, it, it, I really like what C.S. Lewis said a long time ago, at least it's attributed to him, that humility is not thinking less of ourselves, it's thinking of ourselves less. And I contend that entrepreneurs, other business people, can go about their work, their business life with that way of thinking. And that in the long run, it will um, reap its own rewards. It will generate uh, its own rewards as, as a result of doing that. I ran across an article in Entrepreneur Magazine uh, in the course of writing the book that gave several reasons why entrepreneurs are making ser serving others more of an approach of their, their business. And one of those is that they find that it's a better way to conduct business and in fact, make better profits at the same time. Uh, that's not a business person speaking, or not, not myself, a, a minister type, but someone who is in fact a, an entrepreneur. Yeah, and I, I think that that is one of the things many of us as in business have is, is we are we are serving others and we are trying to help them help others grow. So so talk to us a little bit more. Let's dive into this whole serving mindset. So what we've talked about this before, actually, before we started hitting record here in our last conversation, we talked a little bit about the three keys to this serving mindset. So why don't you dive into that just a little bit? Well, the serving mindset uh, comes, um, as I've just mentioned, from uh, an understanding that the people around us, be they our employee, be they uh, our employees or our customers or whoever they may be, um, they they have needs, sometimes personal needs, sometimes needs within their relationship, and just simply being sensitive to what those needs are and doing what we can to try to help them along the way. When we do that we demonstrate to them that we really care about them as individuals. And mm -hmm. that's where authenticity really comes from, is uh, exuding a genuine feeling uh, and demonstration of caring. And so that's, that's where that comes from. Uh, another aspect of uh, developing a serving mindset is um, having a sense of responsibility that we are all um, in this world to make it a better place. Uh, we can either be uh, a taker or a giver. And a giving mindset, trying to do what we can to make this world a better place, is a much better place from which to come in uh, relating to other people. Again, whether they're customers or people within our, our business, uh, whatever the relationship may be. And so the serving mindset is living every day 
with sort of our ad, ad, antenna, antenna up, uh, being sensitive to the needs of people around us, whoever they are, and trying to ask ourselves, is there a way that I can meet the need of that person? Uh, and they will respond in a more favorable way as a result of doing that. All relationships are based on trust and goodwill uh, goes a long way toward developing trust uh, in relationships. Well, and David, I'd love just to kind of expand on that a little bit more in regards to how it is with social media. One of the biggest things that a lot of people have forgotten with social media, when it first came out, you know, when Facebook first launched, we were just say, you know, it said Katie Brinkley is, and then we ha- is feeling exhausted, is going to the zoo. I mean, that was how Facebook was. We were pushing out what we were up to. And you know what? I will still get quote unquote memories of people saying, Hey, Katie, I'm going to be back in Denver over these dates. Uh, would love to get together with you. People would post that to my wall. They were sharing, you know, being social with me. It was just a way for us to communicate. And that's really gone away with a lot of social media. Now, majority of social media media users are consuming. We're consuming the content and we're not spending time being social. We're not giving back. And I can't stress it enough. I, I guessed on, I also guessed on a lot of podcasts, but the importance of giving. It is just as important, you know, in social media to give comments, to give likes, to engage with other people as it is to actually create the content itself. So whether it's social media, it's business, it's life, giving and trying to be that reciprocator, I don't know if that's a word, is a huge part of growing. And it helps you get that authenticity. It helps you be like, oh, well, I, you know, Katie Brinkley, I've never met her in real life, but she always comments on my posts. Oh, Katie Brinkley. I know that whenever I go to a swim meet, if we don't have enough volunteers, Katie will volunteer. It's giving back and just letting people know that you're there for them. And it helps build that trust. So whether it's for business, social media, life, being that reciprocator and get, have that, having that giving mindset is everything. And it really makes people know, like, and trust you a little bit more. Am I right? Oh, absolutely. You know, having been a a pastor, everything you do is working with people. Uh, It's not just sitting in your cloistered in your study, uh, developing, writing sermons, and then on Sunday morning, giving those out. There's so much more to it than that. And all of that has to do with working with people. And I can tell you, that it doesn't take you long uh, in a new setting of ministry to identify those people who are willing to give of themselves, give of their time, their expertise, uh, maybe sometimes their money, but that's not the principal thing. Uh, and so you 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 identify those people early on and you find yourself, when, when there's something that needs to be done, you go to those people because they're more likely to say, yes, they, they already have the, the, the mindset of what can I do to help? Yes, And so you, we naturally uh, gravitate toward those people. The same can be true in a business setting. Uh, when we have employees that have that giving mindset, as, as you call it, um, then uh, management will more likely go to those people and be satisfied more fully when they get back the task done uh, very, very effectively or on a time, in a timely manner or whatever the situation might be. Uh, so 
the entire business benefits from that when that happens. But again, identifying those people who have that mindset. Now, what would it be like if the majority of our employees have that mindset? Uh, I contend that they can be helped to move in that direction. Some people seem to come about it more naturally than others. Others need a little more coaching, a little more helping. Uh, But I believe that most people can get there. They just need to be helped to see the, the benefits of it, not just for themselves, although that is true, uh, but also for the benefit of the greater good. And when the business does well, they do well. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, doing what we can to encourage that way of thinking on a daily basis will benefit everyone. And that's it's so true, David. I mean, when when you can know that there's people that you can count on it it helps elevate the entire business. And I'm not saying, I mean, I do think that establishing boundaries is extremely important. I mean, that was one of the biggest mistakes that, well, I've, I've made a lot of mistakes as I've grown my business, but another one was not creating boundaries and being able to say no. And it, it can be hard to create those boundaries between work life and personal life while still trying to have that giving mindset. I, I mean, I don't know if if there's any tips that you have on how you can try to have that giving mindset while still creating the boundary of well, this is my time. This is this is you know uh, my my family time. This is you know my time away from work. I have to have this boundary, but I want to still have that giving mindset. What what advice would you have for anybody that's trying to kind of walk that very very uh, dangerous tightrope? I think you bring up a really good point, uh, and quite frankly, that's a, a fairly challenging um, obstacle to overcome. Um, and, and I guess my answer to that would be probably not uh, what what you're looking for. What I have found is that there are so many people uh, in our communities who have never given of themselves uh, that I've, I'm kind of focused a little more on trying to encourage them to take the steps forward that would be helpful uh, in them doing that, uh, rather than people who may be serving more than they should, and therefore in the need of of boundaries. There are people like that. There's no question about it. Um, One of the reasons why people maybe cross over those boundaries a little bit or find it difficult to set the boundaries is because they enjoy serving so much. They enjoy giving of themselves. I got a, a card just the other day from a reader of the book uh, in in another state. I don't I don't know her, and we've never met, but she wrote me to say thank you for writing the book because I've never been able to explain to people the joy that I feel in serving. And she went on to list some of the things that she does. And my goodness, it's quite an impressive list. She must spend a big chunk of her time doing for other people. And then she said, now I can answer. Well, it's because I'm a compassionary. <laughs> well, as the author of the book, of course, that made me feel good. But I think that I think that demonstrates the fact that we do get that kind of joy. It's a deep-seated satisfaction from serving other people, uh, regardless of the kind of serving it is. It can be something very, very simple. But if we know that it is helping someone else in some small way, Without anything being said, 
we feel a sense of satisfaction within us. Uh, now, that can be carried to an excess. I guess I just feel like the bigger problem is not enough people serving. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I don't really have a tip that I could give for helping to set boundaries, although there are some circumstances that do arise, and I do address those in the book uh, on a minimal basis, where sometimes helping person today might lead to a need for helping them tomorrow and maybe the next day, and uh, then it becomes a bigger, um, shall we say, opportunity of serving than we signed up for. And it might require something of us that we're not prepared to do. So we we do need to be able to say, no, I can't do that, or Mm -hmm. I can't do that right now. Um, Let me refer you to someone who is in a better position Mm -hmm. to do meet that need for you. Uh, referral, it can be a very good way of, of meeting those boundaries and not becoming overloaded uh, yourself. I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about my wife's situation. Uh, there's a neighbor who has a lot of needs and she, my wife has jumped in to try to do what she can to help her, but it's becoming unmanageable and difficult to stay engaged uh, for a lot of reasons that I don't have the time to talk about and probably shouldn't anyway. But that's a, an example of becoming over-involved in, in ways that are not really helpful either to yourself or to the other person. Mm-hmm. Well, and David, I think that, you know, when we have the power of saying no, uh, it it just helps, you know, strengthen our authenticity. Because I think that not just because you're saying yes, doesn't mean that you're a bad person. Um, You know, it's, it is still a part of, you know, life. (laughs) Um, I I tell my kids no all the time. And um, I think that having the power of, you know, saying yes and being there and having that giving mindset with your business, you know, it can help you have those good relationships. It can help build your authenticity, but I think that, you know, there's a number of other ways that you can strengthen relationships as opposed to just always saying yes. So the, give us one more final tip that you have about, you know, strengthening relationships to help you be a more authentic entrepreneur. So let's um, let's um, kind of go from what you just said about uh, saying no. Let's say that um, a person comes to you as a business asking for a particular service and you know right off the bat that you're not able to to offer that particular service that they need. You can simply say, I'm sorry, we don't do that and send them on their way. Or you can say, "Um, that's not within what we are able to do. Let me see what I can do to help you. I know someone else over here who I think might be able to, to meet that need and maybe even going so far as to, let me just make a phone call and see if that can't help. And uh, let's say that it does. Well, that customer is going to value you, not because of the service you gave in terms of meeting the, the presenting, uh, taking care of the presenting need when, when that person came, but because you made a, a helpful referral. And there's a very good chance that uh, when they have a need that fits within your uh, categories, uh, they'll come back to you. So even when you say no, there can be uh, a strengthening, as you say, of authenticity. Uh, particularly in the business world, we we all depend on these referrals, and, mm-hmm. and we need 
Um, we need those from people that we can trust. And when it works out well, we appreciate the source. Yeah, absolutely. Well, David, this has been an amazing conversation. You know, we talked about the book just a little bit, but tell us where we can find it if people are interested in checking out the whole thing. Okay. Thank you for the opportunity. First of all, it's on Amazon. Um, it, uh, can't publish a book these days without that. So uh, it's their Compassionaries Unleash the Power of Serving. Uh, but it's also available on a website. Um, uh, Mr. Bezos is doing quite well himself, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so I, we do offer it um, through our, a website that is dedicated for the book. There's a little video there. There's There are blogs that expand on some of the subjects related to serving, if people are interested in that sort of thing. And of course, you can purchase it uh, there as well. The website is simply my name, davidwcrocker.com. And uh, a purchase can be made there. And I would add simply that 100% of the proceeds of the sale of this book go to this organization, this nonprofit I founded uh, 15 years ago. And so it helps us to uh, advance in a different kind of way uh, the whole concept of serving uh, past the book itself. And let me just say real quickly, um, the subtitle of the book has to do with the power of serving. Most people don't think of serving as powerful, but in fact, it is a powerful change agent. Now, it may not be loud power. It may be quiet power, but power nonetheless, because it is making things happen. Usually, very positive, healthy things happen. So I contend that every person has at his or her disposal this power. Uh, and with this, I'll quote, close. There's a Peanuts cartoon strip uh, that kind of expresses this very well. I love Peanuts. So Linus is in the first frame watching his favorite television show, sitting on the couch. In walks Lucy. She walks straight to the television, turns the channel, obviously before the days of remotes, and turns the channel to what she wants to watch. And Linus objects. He says, what makes you think you can walk in here and turn the television to whatever you want to watch. And she looks at her hand and she says, these five fingers. Individually, they're not much. But when they're put together in a fist, they become a, a force that is uh, to be reckoned with. And at the close, in the close of the Peanuts thing, uh, so Linus is looking at his own hand. And he says, why can't you guys work together like that? <laughs> so my point is that we have just that close to us, our own hands that we can use to serve other people, help them help ourselves in the way and help this world we live in to be a better place. Ah, oh, David, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. This was an awesome conversation. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. Make sure to subscribe so that you can continue navigating the world of entrepreneurship. And I'd love to hear from you. Please leave the show a review and connect with me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Katie Brinkley or connect with me on LinkedIn. And if you're ready to start making some sales on social media, be sure to grab my free guide to selling in the DMs without being spammy. You can get that at katiebrinkley.com. Let's keep taking your marketing to all new heights.